NFL Live is presented by Nerd Wallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. Uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Breaking news. Aaron Rodgers officially is being traded to the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. It's official. It is happening. Finally, after all this time, we've been waiting for this trade to happen, and now it is. Now The Jets are now in there, and you can make the case that this is the most complete roster in the NFL. I'm just going to let that linger a little bit. That was the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We've reached our destination. Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet for 24 hours. That's how we reacted real time, especially to finding out the compensation as Adam Schefter broke the news here just about 24 hours ago. Welcome to NFL Live, everybody. I wonder if anything like that is going to shock us today. Anybody got any anything we should know? I got nothing. Okay, I well, got nothing. Maybe Marcus and Matt Smith. That's, that's uh, on Matt par Schertz. for you. What did you just? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're twins on the right side of your that's screen. Uh, that's yeah. Dan. We got Jeremy Fowler here in studio today, Marcus Spears, <laughs> Matt Miller. Later, we're going to tell you what we think the 49ers should do with Trey Lance. But first, let's get to Aaron Rodgers. The Jets hoping the addition of Rodgers will make them a complete team and a contender in 2023. Last season, Gang Green had one of the league's best defenses, right? Ranking top 10 in points per game, yards per play, and opponent QBR. But their offense was a completely different story, ranking near the bottom of the league in all of those areas, including 29th in team total QBR. A lot of that had to do with the quarterback. Here's Jets GM Joe Douglas on their new QB today. I mean, obviously, uh, Aaron's one of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game, and to have an opportunity to to add a player of that that caliber, you know, we're just we're, we're all excited to add someone of of his character and his ability. I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna. We, we needed to have 13 players we were really excited about. Now we have to have 15 players that we're really excited about. But in terms of the mechanics of adding that to the deal, um, uh, it, that was that was probably one of the one of the last things that was uh, that was agreed to in the deal. You know, Jeremy, as this has all trickled through and we've processed the information, yeah. some have wondered: Did the Jets give up too much to get Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he isn't a guy that? can be relied on to play for five years, 10 years. Who knows? He dictates a lot of that. So what went into the decision of deciding to go ahead and get this done for the Jets? Well, they've been working on this since late January, really, when they first inquired to the Packers about shaking this out. So they just figured, let's just knock this out. They got approval from the ownership to do this deal now. And really, they were trying to find a sweet spot with the first-round pick. They didn't want to give up that 2024 first-round pick outright. Mm. They figured, let's just give it to a percentage, make it a conditional pick, and then we both walk away with a win. The key there, though, what makes this worthwhile is how long he plays. Is it going to be beyond a year? I checked with a source who said that Aaron Rodgers has been through the process the same the last three years, which is he contemplates his future every offseason. We've been through this song and dance. That's probably not going to change. But the source added he always plays. So I think mm. the Jets are going into this thinking there's a decent chance that he plays more than one year for them. Yeah, it hit me yesterday that he had said on the Pat McAfee show when he said he was going to play for the Jets that, he, that going into the darkness, he was 90% retiring. And then yeah. here we are. And, and now uh, they're hoping he's making this team a contender. Yeah. So let's go to the football. Dan, what does this offense look like with Aaron Rodgers at the helm? Yeah, it's a pretty seamless and ideal fit for Aaron to go into this offense. First of all, you start with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is going to be, become 
his Devontae Adams, the guy that at the line of scrimmage, one-on-one, -on -one, hey, I'm going to give you those hand signals. Second of all, Brees Hall, who led the NFL in yards from scrimmage in the weeks one through seven before he got hurt. Nico Hartman's going to be get the touches guy. There's two quarterbacks in the NFL over the last three seasons who have thrown the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage more than Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And the last picture you saw was Alan Lazard. He's going to be that trusted, kind of do the dirty work guy across the middle of the field and also in their run game. So in many ways, there's a lot of pieces on this offense that remind me of some of the pieces in Green Bay. The last thing I would say is this. There's been this conversation that with Nathaniel Hackett coming over as the offensive coordinator, that they're the only two that know the offense. Their ex-offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, comes from the same offense. Kyle Shanahan, Gary uh, Kubiak, Mike Shanahan. Yeah. So a lot of the verbiage that the players on the Jets know in formations and schemes are going to be very much so carryover. So there's not going to be a ton of new stuff for everybody to learn that Aaron knows. Yeah, I like that deal. I, I think this offense is going to be layered as well. We saw Aaron Rodgers operate highly when they were having success towards the end of the season with play action. And I don't think you have to be as run base heavy as they were because of the young receivers and trying to usher them in. But that play action and that deep ball was amazing. And that is where Garrett Wilson is going to excel. Alan Lazard was that guy, too, who can catch intermediate middle of the field and get some yards after catch. Yeah. And obviously, you got Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama where Aaron Rodgers leans on his tight ends to be downfield threats as well. But more than anything, man, the fact that he's going to be there in the offseason. And I get what you're saying about the verbiage, Dio. And, and that's very important when you start talking about a communication aspect. But you know I've talked about this for yeah, a long time. I agree with the you. way Aaron Rodgers throws the football yeah, is right. different for any other guy in the league. The chances that he takes, the back shoulders that we saw him and Devontae Adams thrive in, those are the things that you want to have in sync as you go into training camp in the season. And now he's afforded the ability to do that with some dynamic wide receivers and, and weapons. Yeah, the AFC stacked, but it is worth remembering, to your point, who Aaron Rodgers is and has recently been, right? As as recent as just a couple seasons ago. Matt, they did the Packers, or excuse me, the Jets, move back two spots in the draft. That was a sticky point and something that we really wondered about, that 13th overall pick. How critical is that for them now that we know for sure where they'll be picking? Yeah, it's a lot bigger than I, I think we realized. And Joe Douglas said it himself. That was one of the late sticking points. It does matter. It matters because Green Bay has a lot of the same needs as the New York Jets. Yeah. They're now at 13. It really matters because the New England Patriots are at 14, and they have a lot of the same needs as, as the New York Jets. So you've taken yourself out of the running for a receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, a player I've heard throughout this draft process the Jets have done a ton of work on, even after and before the Odell Beckham maybe mis-signing that happened there. And it also, I think, it takes you out of the running for a left tackle like Paris Johnson, also from Ohio State, which is the biggest need for this team. Getting Aaron Rodgers was huge, but let's not act like their offensive line is settled. It is not at left or right tackle. So the Jets have to hope that one of these tackles does slide to number 15. Yeah, yeah and you got to hope that Aaron Rodgers is satisfied with that person. I mean, that, that's going to be a storyline to follow. It's going to be protection key, of course, for Rodgers over the last three seasons. He ranks second in QBR when kept clean. But 21st, even pressured. Mina said it yesterday. At his age, no day wants to get hit. Two days until the NFL draft, guys. What's something you're most looking forward to as we end for Thursday? Matt, you first. 
Oh, we have to talk about the quarterbacks, Laura. Where did the quarterbacks land? We could see four or maybe five drafted in the first round. We expect Bryce Young to go first, but the AFC South could have a completely new look at the quarterback position as everyone else chooses the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. So, guys, I want to see where do the quarterbacks go after Bryce Young? Where did CJ Stroud land? What the heck do the Houston Texans do? It's going to be wild watching the passers come off the board. Bring on the chaos. I want to see where the best receiver in this draft is going to go. Jackson Smith and Jigba really starts at 12. Likely, if Houston stays there, I think Houston at 12, Green Bay at 13, New England at 14, the, the Chargers at 21, Baltimore 22, the Giants at 25. There's that kind of 10-pick window where I think the likelihood of him coming off the board is pretty high. You're getting a premier route runner, a guy who's really good with the ball in his hands who can separate downfield. I love the player. I think he's going to be a phenomenal pro on the inside slot. Yeah, let's get to some trenches. I'm Jalen Carter. Where will he end up? I'm really intrigued with this six pick that the Detroit Lions have with what they're trying to build and the style of football that they like to play. They want to be physical at the line of scrimmage. And if you can draft a game-changing pressure and rundown three technique in the NFL today, you can have a lot of success with that guy if he becomes dominant outside Aiden Hutchinson already. This will be a hell of a pickup for the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to steal Matt Miller's question. What the heck is Houston going to do? They got the <laughs> second and 12th overall picks. You would think they would take a quarterback. I've talked to multiple GMs this week who think that Houston just goes defense. Maybe it's Will Anderson, the pass rusher, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. But it is wide open. Nobody can quite figure out GM Nick Casario's game plan. They've had back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back head coaches three and three years. You'd think they'd want to solidify things with a quarterback. Maybe they use that 12th pick to try to move up and get one of those passers. Ooh, cannot wait. We're just getting started on NFL Live. Lots to get to today. One player that we're excited to watch on Sundays is B. John Robinson. He joins the show. Wait until you hear who he compares himself to. Some running back greats, and he'll tell you who they are. Plus, we got a special guest, Travis Kelsey, joining the show as well. All things Chiefs and a little bit of Kansas City. Some barbecue. You don't want to miss it. That's coming up next, too. NFL Live, what's going on, baby? I'm going to get everybody excited for this weekend in Kansas City. The draft is coming up, and uh, we got the Kelsey Jam going down. We're going to talk about it here in a second. NFL Live is presented by NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. Okay, Kelsey. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Don't miss 
the XFL semifinals this weekend. The Roughnecks host the Renegades in Houston Saturday at 7 on ESPN2 and Sunday at 3 on ESPN. The 9-1 DC Defenders host the Sea Dragons both on ESPN Deportes and ESPN+. Plus. That means you can watch them anywhere. We are finally ready to start this game. There's one thing about getting your first one, and it's a whole other feeling to get to. I wanted this one more than I ever wanted a game ever in my life. Kelsey over the shoulder. He's got the catch. He's got the touchdown. You know we're going to need that golden leg. Don't you let that fade. It's over. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Kansas City with the World Champs. Can I get a hand? Must feel good to kiss that Lombardi trophy once again. Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl champion, joining us here on NFL Live. We're so glad to have you, Travis. You're joining us on behalf of Kelsey Jams. So want to start there. Do we dare ask what that is? <laughs> Kelsey Jam, baby. We're bringing, we're finally bringing the party to Kansas City. We've been fighting for our right to for quite a while now. And uh, what better way to bring uh, some fun and music fest and a food fest to Kansas City uh, than draft weekend? It's uh, it's gonna be electric. I can't wait to see uh, the city and it's all in all its light. And then we're gonna we're gonna have some fun for everybody coming into the draft and uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs that uh, just celebrated that Super Bowl with us. I honestly thought you were coming out with like a jelly line oh my that, God. to put on peanut butter and jelly. So <laughs> Great hey, add it to the list. I'm glad add it to the uh, list. We're gonna have a jelly. Can, can we get some tickets? Can NFL Live somehow uh, get some behind the scenes tickets or something? You listen for you. Anytime you guys ever want to come anywhere, we're rolling out the red carpet for All you right. guys. But there's we're about 95 percent uh, sold out of the tickets Ooh. at Kelsey Jam. So you can go to KelseyJam.com and get yours. Hot but uh, they're they're going quick, man. It's going it's gonna be a blast. That's what's up, man. All right, so we're coming down there for the draft. Is there a place that I have to go to for barbecue? Or is there a certain barbecue that I have to get down there? I don't love food like that. It's but. A, listen, come on. Hey, listen, it's a food fest, too. Just come to Kelsey Jam All on right. Friday, baby. Enough said. We're going to have a blast, man. We got Wingstop hosting a, a wing eating contest on stage. Me and Rick Ross are going to be on stage hosting it. It's just, Rick it's Ross? more than just a music fest, man. man. There's going to be a, oh, yeah, we got MGK, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and Rick Ross uh, headlining this thing. Um, as a music artist, and then on top of that, we got uh, all of our favorite barbecue spots in the city that are going to be down on uh, Merchant Row, man. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You're going to have some great food and uh, some great music. You know, the fact that Dan just asked about a barbecue spot, but also preface it with, I don't even love food like that. I don't even know how, like, poor Travis, how he's supposed <laughs> yeah, to answer that question. Like, Listen, you come to Kansas City, get some of this Kansas City barbecue, I'm you're going to love fest. food, Dan. I'm going to come to the fest. Uh, so, Travis, we I don't know how much time you've been able to spend on this draft, but it is a very deep tight end draft. And you know tight end plays so well, certainly. But just what impresses you about some of the prospects, just in general, seeing the play at your position so well in college that will translate to the next level. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's fun to see the upcoming athletes and just their highlights in, in college. I can kind of, you know, take a take a glimpse at how guys run with the ball in their hands or how guys high point and, and run routes. And it, it can get exciting, man. But it's all it's all about adapting to the to the opportunity at hand. You know, I was a completely different player in college than I am now. And it's because I had to kind of grow in this offense. Mm. So uh, it's it's exciting to see, you know, where guys land and the opportunities they get for sure. There's a bunch of super talented quarterbacks without, like, kind of telling me who you think. Like, is there a guy that you think, like, man, I like watching him play or he's going to be awesome in the NFL? Is there one of those quarterbacks that you're excited to see where he goes? 
Um, I'm excited to see where CJ Stroud goes. I think uh, I've, I've got to meet him throughout the years and kind of the Ohio connection there uh, and him playing at O-State. And it's just uh, I, I enjoy how genuine the guy is. He seems like he's in it for the right reasons, man. And obviously he's an absolute baller. So I'm excited to see where he ends up. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, one of the things that we saw was Zay Flowers working out with Patrick Mahomes. You know a thing or two about catching passes from Mahomes. What's your reaction to seeing Flowers out there doing that and just knowing that your team might be looking to add a little bit more weaponry? Even? Yeah, no, I can tell you just by watching him, he can help us out right now. Ooh. <laughs> he is a he is a wow. unbelievable route runner, and you can really see his athleticism and his love for the game and just how he runs routes. He was uh he wasn't it, it's not like this was, that was a tryout or anything like that he was just down there getting work in like getting work with the rest of us and um you can see how he was finishing some of the plays how he some of us uh, enjoying playing catch with uh catch with pat Mahomes or a few nfl quarterbacks man and it was um it was fun to see um great guy too just what you guys need more playmakers on offense um your podcast with your brother's tremendous uh could you give me uh coach's name of the chicago bears you said the Chicago Bears. Mike Ditka is the <laughs> Hall of Fame, is co coach for the Chicago Bears, man. One of my favorite, one That's of my ever, I man. Tight, the best tight end from back in the, what did he play in the uh, 60s, 70s? Yeah, yeah, somewhere around then. You know what? I, that, that was beautiful. It's well, an unfair question. It's an unfair question, yeah, Dan, Dan. Dan's like pop quizzing you over here. We're, I had you to throw it out there. You're going to have the guy on, and you gotta, you got to put him on blast like that. Travis, always great to have you. We'll see you at Kelsey Jam. We'll pick up our tickets wherever we can pick them up. And appreciate you as always. Uh, can't wait to get to Kansas City. Thanks again for joining us here on NFL Live. Come through to the jam, baby. <laughs> we'll see you guys there. Peace. Still to come on NFL Live, how will the Packers look after the departure of Aaron Rodgers? Dan tells us how they may be able to take advantage of this year's draft to become legitimate playoff contenders in the NFC. That's next. You're watching NFL Live, presented by NerdWallet. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Will Levis, the pride of Lexington. Goodness gracious. We had some RPOs, some inbreakers. Look at that, you trying to slide ball. <laughs> To look all the way in. Boom. Well, I'd like to invite you to be one of our coaching counselors at the Manning Testing Academy. Are you available? Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be a dream come true. So we can count on you to come down, show Peyton a thing or two about quarterback. <laughs> Hopefully he can show me a thing or two.
Check out the journey of all four quarterbacks as Archie, Peyton, and Eli help them prepare for the NFL draft. It's on the clock, presented by Ego Outdoor Power Tools, now streaming on ESPN+. Glad you're with us on NFL Live today. Let's read and react around the NFL. We begin with the draft just a couple days away. Linebacker Will Anderson Jr., who's Matt Miller's number one overall prospect in the draft, joined SportsCenter earlier today. Best quality on the field as a player is just having a relentless motor, um, doing my job. You know, I like striking people and getting off blocks and, of course, getting to the quarterback. So those are, like, the things that I take pride in. I like watching, like, Von Miller and Khalil Mack. Those are kind of the guys that I like watching just because um, I try to, like, emulate my game with some of the stuff they do, like speed to power. So those are guys that I really, like, love to watch. Matt, what's his ceiling? Laura, it is a very, very good NFL player. I don't want to go all the way and say All-Pro or Hall of Famer, but he will be very good. And the thing about Will Anderson is he will not be a bust. There's all these other defensive ends that people want to talk about. Tyree Wilson, who has longer arms or a faster first step. Will Anderson will not be a bust. He's going to start for your team for five years, and then he's going to go somewhere else to start for another five. So his ceiling is he could be one of the best defensive ends in football, and he's going to be a leader and a captain for your team early on. You're not going to find much harder of a worker either. On to the Titans, who were rumored to be shopping Derrick Henry at the NFL Scouting Combine in early March. GM Rand Carthon was asked about a potential trade on Monday. Listen to this. No, no. I mean, there's things I want to say that I won't because I got Robbie standing to my left. It is what it is. I, you know, it's it's a part of the job. You know, I know people have their job to do to speculate and, you know, put things out and hope that it stick and hope hope that they're right. But I'll just lean on it this way because I've said it before. We won't do business in public. We haven't. Okay, so uh, what is the latest on Derrick Henry and the Titans? Yeah, well, Car Carlton said that no teams have called inquiring about Derrick Henry. And so my sense is that Henry is open to playing on the final year of his contract at that $10.5 million salary, which could provide Tennessee with a little flexibility if they want to do a one and done, and then they could move on in 2024 without doing a long-term deal. So this is a name that people around the league are following, but there's no trade imminent right now, and so it could heat up after the draft, but it sounds like the Titans are okay playing with Derrick Henry once again. Titans still one of these teams that could end up trading up to try to grab a quarterback, too. Maybe surprise some people, so that might be interesting. They are a wild card for sure. You never know. Okay, let's get to the Bills. They hold the 27th overall pick in this year's draft. GM Brandon Bean was asked about what he might want to do with the pick late last week. Listen to this. If I was in Vegas right now, putting money down, I would say if we were going to do anything, it'd be more likely to go back than go up. Um, but listen, you're, you're talking to a guy who gets antsy at times and goes up and gets guys. So Vegas probably would still <laughs> go against what I just suggested would happen. I'm not real sure. Uh, Mark, how critical either way of a draft is this for the Bills? It's very critical, Boogie. We talk about that time frame after you pay your quarterback, how important it is to get impact players through the draft and not have to go out in free agency and try to find surefire guys. We've seen Kansas City do it. We've seen Cincinnati do it. We see these teams that have paid these quarterbacks and then they go out and draft. That's how you sustain success. The Buffalo Bills are in that era now with the contract that Josh Allen has, what they're playing, paying Stephon Diggs. This is a critical draft because I think their window has shed a little bit as opposed to what we thought Polo would be compared to all the other teams in the AFC outside of Kansas City. Take a run back. That was for Dan.
All right. Do not. <laughs> On to the Falcons, <laughs> who sit at number eight overall in the draft. GM Terry Fontenot spoke today about the uncertainty in the insert four. It gets to them at eight. And this is the most uncertain it's been, in my opinion, because you don't really know what another team's thinking. You don't know when someone's going to trade someone and how that affects other things. If someone's going to trade up and someone's going to tra trade back. So we really talk through as many different, many different can, but what we're excited about is again, whether we're moving up, moving down or staying at eight, we're going to get a really good player uh, that's going to make an impact for us. Dan, what should the Falcons plan be for this draft? Take a running back. Ah! Uh, listen, there's a conversation to be had about drafting B. John Robinson from Texas Ooh. and making Desmond Ritter this year's Jalen Hurts. Imagine this offense, Kyle Pitts and Drake London on the outside. Last year at Texas, he averaged 10 yards per carry on the specific play of zone read. Desmond Ritter is absolutely athletic enough to do that. You talk about setting up a young quarterback for success. The zone read between him and uh, Bijan and then the one-on-ones on the outside. Mm. Atlanta's offense could be very good under Arthur Smith. I'm buying what you're selling. No team ran the ball at a higher rate than the Falcons last season, by the way. So you could be on to something. <laughs> right. You're running back. But um, sh there we go. All right. Uh, it's officially a new era in Green Bay with the trade of Aaron Rodgers. All eyes now turn to Jordan Love, who will look to keep the Packers trend of quarterback stability alive. Since trading for Brad Favre in 1992, Green Bay has started just eight different quarterbacks, including Love. No other team has started fewer than 14 different quarterbacks over that span. Here's what Packers GM Brian Gutekunst had to say after the Rodgers trade yesterday. I have so much respect for, for Aaron and, and the, not only the person, but the player that he is. And, and there's so much gratitude in what he's done for this organization. He'll always be a Packer. He'll want to be one of the best that ever have done it around here. For us, as we got through the offseason and started talking about where we wanted to go, this made a little bit of sense for us. Moving forward with compensation in this year's draft was important to us. We're really excited where Jordan can go. He needs to play. And uh, having him sit another year, I think, um, would really delayed kind of you know where we're going and what we're trying to build. He needs to play, the exact quote there. Dan, what's a successful season, though, for Jordan Love? I really believe that the Packers have, have the chance to be a contending football team. I think step number one is Matt LaFleur going to Jordan Love and saying, hey, you're not alone in this. Like This is, this is my first time doing this without Aaron Rodgers as a Green Bay yeah. Packer as well. And making yeah. sure that Jordan Love understands, do not go try to be that guy. But you can't go cautiously or carefully into this role. You're the, you're the guy now. And the big thing is going to Jordan Love. I believe in you and we be, believe in you. That's why we made this deal. That's why we moved on from Aaron Rodgers and went to you. You're going to have some downs and there's going to be some growing pains. But you're the guy moving forward and you got to take over this football team. I think that adding a tight end is going to be a big part of what they can do offensively. They need a third wide receiver. But that tight end, and I think of a player like Dalton Kincaid. Owen Daniels, who grew up in the system in the Houston Texans, was the give him an option. You can stick, go out, you can go in, you can sit. You'd just be right. I think Kincaid has a lot of those qualities. That is a significant piece for Jordan Love to take that kind of comfortable step in his offense to allow it to kind of flourish and expand compared to what it was with Aaron in the past couple of years. Yeah, Dio, I like that. We have to remember that Jordan Love has been in limbo now for three years, not knowing yeah. if he was going to have to play, not knowing if his time had come. And obviously we saw how the Aaron Rodgers situation played out. The most important thing for Jordan Love, and I'm speaking from the prism of a defensive guy now, looking at the quarterback, 
Define yourself as Jordan Love. Yep. It's got to be put to bed that Aaron Rodgers played quarterback here. It's got to be put to bed what transpired the last three years because there will be 50 guys staring back at you, at you, trying to figure out who you are and what can you do to help yep. them have success, not only as a team, but as individuals that you're surrounded by offensively. And the fact that he's been around this locker room, the fact that he's been in this culture, I'm sure that there are guys rooting for Jordan Love yeah. within that locker room, seeing, seeing the patience that he's had to exhibit before his opportunity to play. The most important thing for Jordan Love, and I'm telling him as, as one a veteran that played in this league, define yourself as Jordan Love. Don't ever let Aaron Rodgers' name come out your mouth. Don't think that you got to do things the way he did it. You figure out a way to be the best version of Jordan Love, and guys will follow that. You don't need to be anything else. That's really good advice. Matt, when you think about every trade, right, there's two sides to the coin for it. When, when you think about this one specifically, the swapping of the 13th pick and the 15th pick, so the Packers get that 13th pick, which really actually is more significant than people realize. Explain that for us. Oh, it absolutely is. To swap picks was huge, and I think that's why Green Bay held out for this. You have to get ahead of the New England Patriots at 14 overall because they have the same needs as you. They need a wide receiver. They could go offensive line. They could always go tight end because it's Bill Belichick. So to what Dan was saying, I would love to see a tight end added here. But also look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, my number one receiver in the class. If the Houston Texans don't take him at 12, and I know Packer fans, you haven't historically drafted receivers to the first round, it is time to do it. We saw what Christian Watson did last year to end the year, how great he was. Now have a possession route runner on the other side of that scheme. And then in round two, grab yourselves a tight end like Luke Musgrave from Oregon State or Sam Laporta from Iowa, who yeah. can be that safety valve in the middle of the field, who can keep safe looks honest because you now have a run threat in Jordan Love. We're going to see more RPO, I would imagine. So I think this offense can get more dynamic, more even with a Hall of Famer leaving by the guys they add in the first round. Yeah, real quick, I really want to hit home. Really, the, the point that Marcus made, that the locker room is going to be huge here. Yeah. Like that locker room, locker room I don't, wrap their, wrapping their arms around Jordan, their arm, defensive guys specifically, and making sifters that, that yes. he knows, like, we got you. Like, we, no matter what, we're not turning back to Aaron, back to guy moving forward. Whatever happens, we're doing it together. That's a really big thing for a young quarterback from, from the head coach, but also from the locker room and the opposite side of the football. I got to say, just as a human being, right. I think he deserves that after what he's probably been through. A lot of people yes. probably don't even totally understand. Yep. Also, guys, just imagine the irony if Aaron Rodgers is finally out of there and they actually draft an offensive league. We'll probably have some decent reactions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I love it. That's a really right. weird sound I made. All right, coming up next on the show, we got a really special treat for you. As Bijan Robinson, we talked about so much, the star running back of this draft joins NFL Live. You don't want to miss this, I promise. Hey, what's up, guys? This is B. John Robinson coming to you on Still Live. Everybody, tune in and watch. Tune in, the amazing show. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Nive Wallet. Bijan Robinson, University of Minnesota. Man, you are a pure D running back. Bijan Robinson is can't miss. 
John Robinson is the next the next Tomlinson. Shifty, difficult to beat, physical, home run speed. Bijan Robinson is this draft's version draft Saquon Barkley. Say goodnight to it. Goodnight, John Robinson. We'll ever get Bijan Robinson. We'll get Bijan for running back. He's going to be a difference maker for a difference maker football team. Can you tell That's that me. we are fans of we are fans and here on NFL Live? So glad to have him with. So glad to have him joining us on behalf of Old Spice, Walmice, brothers, big sisters, and let's just start. Let's just Bijan. We just showed all the comps, the comps. The, there's the running backs that we think you remind you of. So who do you remind your remind you of when you're out there on the field? Uh, you know, for me, like comparisons is is, is definitely a thing that I've been hearing a lot of. Uh, but I, I would say like Ladarius Thomason, uh, like Marshall Falk, you know, those type of guys, obviously because they're just really versatile in what they can do. Um, catch the ball at the backfield, uh, line up against corners and uh, safeties, and still be just as effective as, as as they are running backs. But I would say, but those are those are two guys that I that I usually watch a lot of the game and, and try to you know mimic what they're doing on the field. Um, you know, so I try to be you know where those guys were one day. But yeah, those are where two guys that I like a lot. Bijan, super fired up for you for Thursday night, man. Should be an absolute great should be for you and your family. Uh, what What are your best traits? What back? Like, what are What are the three things that you do yeah. best that separate you separate from others? I would say uh, definitely catching the football. Um, but I catch the football. You know, I I can football at Texas with a lot of the receivers. You know, I say I can just better than all of them. Uh, <laughs> but using my hands uh, the right way, and then way, and then even pass blocking. Is a trait that I, that I definitely want to keep working on, but that I'm working on, you know, pass block, and then just making it this, you know, you know, understanding, you know, those are defenses, you know, my vision, mm. uh, my vision is something that I really take pride in, and I think that in obviously a gift from gift from God that he get from God, but I think that my vision really sets really sets apart from from a lot of different guys, so guys, so some traits that that I would say that I that I have that I have building away. Yeah, you've only had a yeah, you've only in person with the Bucks and the Eagles and the Eagles. I'm sure, you've heard some of the projections that say projections that go in the top ten, and I, we've done a lot of that. We've done so, but how do you manage man emotions of that and the pressure and pressure and some of the nerves that you'll feel on Thursday night? On Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just obviously it's a blessing to to be a part of it. A part of it, you know, not a lot of guys. Get 